Alright, hello everybody, and welcome back to It's Not an Opinion, It's a Fact. So, we're just going to have a few things to talk about with you guys today. And, uh, you know, I'm going to apologize for one thing, because I'm never apologetic about anything. Because of our beautiful budget studio in Stefan's room, you can still hear the rain that's happening outside, and it's currently thundering. Yeah, so, so if, if that hear... comes in, we, we're really sorry about that. Yeah, so if you, if you hear a little loud, loud sound of unnecessary bullshit, <laughs> Thank Florida. He's fucking mad at me because I can't stop the rain. <laughs> he says he's going to apply a hisser. A de-hisser. You don't need to talk our sound editing skills on this right now, okay? <laughs> Just, that's for us to know. <laughs> if anybody knows what a hisser is. It's a de-hisser. You shut the fuck up. We're not doing that. <laughs> I'm not going to cut this, because I want everyone to know how you treat me in between all of this. If anyone knows how to grab a cat and throw it at an audio okay. take. So today we're going <laughs> to... We are a little late. We were going to talk about Toy Story 4, but uh, some stuff came up, and we're not going to be able to go as in-depth as we wanted, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to give a one-word review of Toy Story 4 and how we felt about it. Go ahead. Nutty. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting like a good, bad. <laughs> I'm going to say amazing. And then we're going to have a one-word rebuttal. Go. Shit. Fuck? <laughs> Honestly, I expected more creativity from your end, Stefan. But... Well, when you said shit, mm-hmm. I mean okay. anything you say is shit. So I mean, yeah, I was gonna say fuck you, but and, and on the word. grounds we're staying with the one word. One word. One word. I just had to say fuck, and I think you you knew what I meant, and that it was directed at you with malice. <laughs> malice. Okay. Yes. Um. I hate you. <laughs> Today, what we're going to be going more in-depth about is we watched uh, the first episode of the new season of Stranger Things, mm-hmm. and we will want to talk about an album that we both really liked that came out. Tom Thumb. Tom. Tom York. <laughs> Tom York's Anima, which I told her runs about, because he, he, he's a fan of Radiohead, but he doesn't go as in-depth about shit as I do. Um, I'm surface. I only wear the t-shirts from Hot Topic. He's wearing a Kiss t-shirt right now. That <laughs> <laughs> this has nothing to do with the fucking podcast. No, but if you want to bring up the de-hisser, I'm going to bring up your fucking shit taste. <laughs> it was the end of the road tour in Birmingham, Alabama, and I fucking caught that shit. So I don't give a fuck what anyone says. <laughs> I think it's dumb. <laughs> but... <laughs> I don't think I'm the only person. I listen to Radiohead, and I know better. <laughs> I'm not saying that, okay? Um, I do hate Kiss, but I do like a lot of classic rock. So don't fucking pull that shit out on me, okay? <laughs> I respect that people like Kiss, uh, but I think that your shirt is fucking stupid because it's an explosion of fire behind the mm. um, all the members of Kiss. You know, Star Child. I mean, whatever. they're literally exploding fire on the stage. I hope that made you angry. I just want to <laughs> fucking wreck your shit so bad right now. <laughs> but let's, let's move on. Let's talk about because it's just going to get... I don't want to scream on my switch. <laughs> so talking about Stranger Things. You did not see any of the season two before this i you went back and rewatched it yes i i went back and rewatched all of it so let's just talk about our feeling on stranger things as a whole up to this point then okay i i like it i mean i like it i honestly thought there in my opinion there wasn't a dull moment i've read up some different reviews on no it goes very fast they're very fast yeah it's like some people were saying that season two was a complete bummer or it was shit. And I was just like, I don't really so, think it is, though. Season one was a surprise. I think it was great. I think that, you know, we'll talk about the criticisms level of that Stranger Things as a whole. But first season I thought was great. Mm-hmm. Second season was good. 
it was not bad like people were saying. I don't. No. I do I, not I think liked it, it was bad. It was. I good. really liked it. Yeah. And Will's acting in that whole thing was just like. Oh, that was crazy. Yeah, totally. He's, that was amazing. He was He's a great. phenomenal actor. Because in the first season, all he was doing was you know, you know pretending to be cold. In exactly. A, a dark room. The second one, he he really. They're just like bring it, and he's like I'm bringing it. Yeah, like, I think there are good performances all around on this show. I think oh yeah, that's no. One thing all the actors really, are great, but just yeah. Will's vulnerability and being able to just literally act borderline insane is one of the hardest tasks I feel like to do as yeah. as an actor now being I, so young to do that. I think this third season right now as a whole is is better than the second season. Yeah, I'm I'm only halfway through it, but I'm definitely you know, I'm definitely liking it. I'm liking I'm liking where they're taking it cuz yeah. they I feel like between the first and the second <clears throat> it's all been around like Will's whole thing. So it's just like, you know, bringing back something in a different light mm -hmm. because it's a different thing. It's the, the Demogorgon is not so much of a Demogorgon as they are Demodogs. And there's like this whole extra thing. Yeah, I thing. agree. That was, second second but, season was definitely saying me. But yeah, there are like but, good character moments, exactly. I think, that can it compelled that season throughout. I mean, the, the criticisms leveled at it, you know, I think are fair sometimes that it's it's more of a homage to these different things mm -hmm. at times than it is its own entity. But I I think that being this kind of collage of ideas that it it does actually become its own thing and it does have an emotionality to it that at least you know like makes you attached to these characters you know what i mean mm -hmm. it's it's it is to a certain degree copying a lot of things but it it brings its own flavor and its own i think well fleshed out characters that you you know you can look past those things and see it. There's a good show underneath all of this. There really yeah. is. Yeah. I also really like um, in season two when Elle finds her mom and then also finds out that she's not alone and she found number eight for you her know, real name. That was a divisive episode. I, I actually liked the world building a lot when I liked the, uh, mm -hmm. I like the other kids. I don't know if we'll see them again ever. Yeah. But, uh, I thought that was cool. But I, I really like that. It's just yeah. the idea that out of this huge experiment you know i thought that in the same in season one i was like yeah. is she the only one like yeah this is kind of wild to me and even then when you got a number of 11 so i'm thinking i'm like is she trial 11 like all the other ones are dead like or is she just labeled number 11 because she's the 11th in line that came through that door so i'm glad that in second in, you know in the second season they confirmed that that there is a, a number eight so that also makes me want to think i'm like what happened to one through seven and is there more past 11 yeah I'm just kind of curious about all that that little extra yeah, deep like said, backstory that, about that it. World building is, is cool. Yeah, I, I like I like all that stuff. Let's um, let's talk about this premiere though. Yeah, thinking I, back to it, I liked I liked the reunion. I feel like I liked how I like how they showed that they're growing up by all of them having girlfriends. Yeah, I like seeing how they all changed. One yeah. thing that has just to like really get back to to one big nitpick I have with this season mm -hmm. is I don't understand why Eleven keeps talking like fucking Tarzan. She's been there for three <sighs> years now. Yeah. I do not get why she speaks this broken ass English. My, I mean she was around people who were talking to her all the time in the fucking lab so I don't I don't understand. I, don't I, I get know. that I don't get their reasoning behind it but she's three years out of the fucking lab yeah. now and it is maddening to hear her yeah. talk. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of don't understand that. I think I just got past it because it's been around yeah. for so long that yeah. I haven't taken two seconds. But now that you're mentioning it, that is true. I don't understand how someone takes so long whenever you're especially surrounded by nothing but English. And even well, then, well, it's like the only teacher ever spoke she's an English, English speaker. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. And, just, and I feel like she... I never thought when she was first introduced that she was talking like that because she didn't under, like understand words. I always thought that these were just new concepts to her because she had been into, you mm -hmm. know? I mean, and for her to talk in this like weird, broken up sentence form, like these very blunt sentences, yeah. is jarring to me. And I, I even then, it. it's just the... Even then, it's just the delivery of it all, too. Yeah. Like, it's not like they're smooth sentences. I think I'd be more okay with them being, like, short sentences because, yeah, she doesn't have an expansive vocabulary yeah. from all the years of not having an education or whatever. Yeah. But also, they're not smooth. It's just, like, for example, like, whenever um, – I think it's a few episodes past the first one. Whenever she found out about uh, – what's it? The one she was dating. Spoilers. Ah, yes. Yeah, <laughs> um, who was it that she was dating again for his name with a black bowl cut? 
Mike. Mike. That was about to say Michael, but Mike. Whenever she's like, friends don't lie. Friends don't lie. Yeah. She says it in such a... Dump your ass. Literally like yeah. Tarzan. Dump your ass. I'm like, you could say, yeah. I'm dumping you. Yeah, you, like, you, you have warned like, pronouns. And yeah. I was like, like <laughs> what? <laughs> That's why I had dump to get that out of the ass. way. Yes, because it, it's been upsetting me so much. <laughs> when you're just grammar Nazi as fuck. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Coming from someone who literally had a year to learn a whole new language, it doesn't take... It doesn't take that long to to fully understand consecutive words and pronouns and f- fluid sentences. Yeah, I'm not saying it wouldn't be hard. I'm just saying she's been around for so fucking long. No, point. I know. It's the third but season. I'm just saying it's like coming yeah. from my personal experience of needing yeah. to learn a whole new language within a, like less than a year, about six to seven months. Yeah. I, by the four or five month mark, because I was trying and surrounding myself with people of this language, you literally pick it up so fast. It's... If you try, then you'll get it. You'll receive the, the rewards. So that's why I'm like, three years, even if you're not trying, you should already have that skill because it naturally will come to you because of the fact that you're surrounded by it. Yeah. So Getting getting past that. I, di- I also did like the reunion. And uh, I, I like Dustin coming home and being yes. like a bit apart from the group. Yes, yes. But um, you know what I also like is the idea that even though Dustin left, Mm -hmm. so he had time to grow as his own person, surrounded by people that are like him because he was in a science camp and all that other stuff, Will stayed home, of course. And the idea that Luke, Lucas and um, Mike have girlfriends really reflected back onto Will. Yeah, I mean, that's... I I like that whole... A bit of a stereotype, but I think it is. But it shows shows that, like, they're pushing forward towards, like, this more, I guess, grown-up way of thinking of having a girlfriend or whatever, and then Will's kind of hoping that they can still do the same old thing. I I think that this premiere does a good job of balancing the familiar, like, giving us a bit of fan service, Mm -hmm. but also pushing forward into new territory which i think this season does as a whole better which is why i like it better mm-hmm. than the second season is it actually does create its own new thing instead of mm-hmm. going on this template that was established in the first one and i also like um the friendship that's being closer and closer tied together between steve and dustin yeah because i always felt like steve was just yeah, that one I feel character like they, they saw that and they just pushed it real fucking hard oh, in this yeah. premiere oh, like, yeah because oh, people yeah. really had they grabbed onto it. that yeah, during that did. second season. But I mean, even then, it's just like, I feel like Steve was always just that one character that like, he was there, but he was always like in orbit. It was never like the center yeah, of attention. Well, no, he, he definitely had a big part second season. I, mm-hmm. I, I think I no, yeah, with and, that. And I like but that. He, you know, he did something that Billy hasn't done yet. And he was, he was the boy in the first season and he has been given depth and I think redeemed. And I think he's really... Mm-hmm. You know, but I also he's really come around as one of my favorite characters yeah. for sure. And I like Billy because, yeah, he's a bully and he's an asshole, and you can think of all that. I, but then you also saw him the way that his dad treated him, like in front of. And actually, the actor for that, um, yeah, pushed for uh, that scene to be written because he felt that they were portraying him as a one-dimensional. Yeah, and yeah. and I'm glad that they didn't portray him as a stereotype. I'm just an asshole because I'm an asshole. It, well, I'm okay with that. I read an interesting article the other day on uh, I th- they were talking about this and and boys represented, and you know, in media as mm-hmm. as evil and how they compare to usually the evil within whatever stories being told. And they were comparing Stephen King's writing, how like in his you have the well, just it for example, you have. It itself, which is the evil that's actually terrorizing everything, and then you have the physical, normal embodiment of that in Henry Bowers, the, you know, the bully in that mm-hmm. story, and that they don't give him any depth because sometimes I I think that you don't need it sometimes I think that just a good evil person works sometimes and I I think that the actor playing Billy is killing it so fucking hard that without any of the depth he he still works. You no, know yeah. What I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, he is menacing and he is. Yeah, I mean, know, it's just really good. It's just the idea that I feel like Billy as a character was necessary. Period. Regardless of what yeah. you think, like season two and season three, I think he was necessary. Well, of I don't course. think he was necessary in season two. I think that was a complaint is that he didn't really have anything to do. I mean, now that we see the season three, that the whole setup. Was, but I wish yeah. they would have 
hinted more towards this in season two or they would have done something more with him, you know, besides just... Yeah, I mean, I just feel like... In... As a character, he has been redeemed this third season, yeah, I think. Yeah, absolutely. As um, being necessary. I feel like... Like, I'm trying to think of the words before I say it because this is, like, going through my head how I can explain what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the times with, season, with Stranger Things, it's very... It's very... Um, humans against the unnatural if you will yeah it's very clear-cut divide of you know (laughs) reality and the upside down yeah i feel like there's not much conflict as viewers when we watch these people against the extraterrestrials or whatever you want to call them the unnatural supernatural whatever um whenever it comes to having disagreements or dislike or it, something for these characters you kind of always just, on their it's side it's very to the side and stereotypical there was the bullies in the first season and i don't know if you remember i don't remember that's what i'm actually. saying not it, thinking it about was it. so minimal yeah <laughs> and, and even then it's like you said it was minimal but yeah. I mean, like your bigger worry is just like i want the humans or you know these yeah. kids or whatever to be you know screw the, the demogorgon because they're the yeah. bad guys there was never like a real bad guy within the group of kids and i feel like as much as we don't want to look at billy as a kid he's still what 17 17 or 18 i don't 17 I, or actually, 18 because he's still in high school he was yeah, in high school so, in season two some of that timeline is confusing to me. It was is, confusing. Is Nancy and Jonathan not in high school anymore? I think they remember, graduated. Remember, if anything, isn't Jonathan and Nancy are Nancy, Jonathan and Nancy the same year? Yes, they're the same. Okay, because remember, Steve was saying that he was going to go to college, and she so, was still okay. A yeah, they're they're all in the same year. They've graduated. That's yeah, because Steve was saying he's just gonna he's just gonna work. I think it's confusing around. for that very reason that they're and, just still all around. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. I think Nancy and because that's what was so that the summer? So they're nineteen, maybe. Isn't it the summer of nineteen eighty five? Yeah. So they just graduated high school. Yeah. And Steve is like already been there for plenty of time, not going to college. Remember, because she yes. was still a junior, and he was already a senior, leaving in season two because he was trying to fill fill out his essays. Remember, yes. and she was like, "Can you come and help me?" But they went over to yeah. Barbara's house because they already had plans to have yes. dinner with the family. Yes. So a recap. So yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> little recap. I'm trying to figure out this timeline now. You got me on a, you got me on a hunt. It, it is, is confusing. It is confusing. So I think I think what happened with Steve is that he took that year off and he got caught up working at Ahoy job or whatever. But, um, and in like Nancy and I have a question. Yeah, go. What do you think about the Russian stuff? The Russian stuff? I thought it was pretty funny. I, I, think, okay. it's, I think it's a funny? nice little... Funny like it's like... Okay. I mean, I'm not, I haven't finished I the season. I the 80s, Cold War, stuff yeah. like that. I think that that's an interesting angle to take and whatnot. I mean, it's not like interesting because it's been done before. But yeah. bringing... Just with, within the Stranger Things universe, I'm, I'm cool with it. But the first scene of that uh, where they're just like... Yeah, now we got money, baby. <laughs> Look at these special <laughs> effects. You like gears? Here's yeah. three thousand yeah, right. gears. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was, was pretty cool. I, I thought I hated it. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it turned me off. It looked very. I feel like bad. I was watching Hellboy. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. It looked a lot like Hellboy. Now yeah. that you're talking about it, and then like they had to show the uh, electricity like peeling away these people's skin I was like yeah, it's like you don't fucking need to do you this you don't but I mean this it was alright I mean it didn't, yeah, it, I, it didn't make or break the show so but I, I think that the mystery with uh, Dustin and I'm forgetting the new character's name Robin new girl. Robin yeah she's played by Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman's daughter and she's she's very good she's Uma Thurman's daughter she's Uma Thurman and Damn. Ethan Hawke's daughter yeah she's fine he's the knock which one are you talking about what 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 who hmm? <laughs> <laughs> but he um the, the, that, that mystery is very interesting i, I, I kind of like the whole the whole thing with the russian deciphering I and like there um i think we're reintroduced in this um this new episode to Lucas's sister, and I think she's overdoing the shit out of it. She's hamming it up, and I, I can't. I can't, oh, what, because being, she's also going to be a part of that whole Being group. the sassy... Yeah, being the... She's... She turned she, it up to fucking 15, yeah, and I she, just can't. She really is killing the I'm an annoying-ass little yeah. sister. Second season, she was good. But I, I damn, liked her. This season, she's yeah. going off the wall. And that's that's my major complaint with this. 
premiere, although I like it overall and I like the season as it goes on, is that it feels very fan servicey over plot for a lot of the stuff. It's like showing the sister, showing Steve and Gavin's relationship. All of these little moments that we don't necessarily need do feel very fan servicey in a in a premiere that you should be setting up more things. You know what I mean? And yeah, and like like even showing Billy and and. I don't know if at the end of the season this will come back up, but Billy and Mike's mom's relationship again, like it, it, it goes nowhere and I don't know that we need that. Billy and Mike's who? mom. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah because I mean, they want to, they want to fuck. Oh yeah. No, I was about to spoil something. Oh, we spoiled plenty. Well, you've spoiled the yeah. I was going to say, I'm like, didn't he kill her? But he had the, he had the thought process of doing yeah, it, but he never exactly. did it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But he did it with Heather. It it just doesn't. Yeah. It goes nowhere. It goes and nowhere. It feels like it's just like oh, like I feel like people it was like this in the second season. We're gonna do yeah, another fucking thing. But it. also, it kind of set up the whole reason for him to be driving out late at night in the first. place. Do we place. need a reason for him to be driving at night? Plenty of people drive at night. You know what I mean? mean, yeah, but I mean, it's just like I guess it, like if they didn't do that, then they'd have to find some other reason for him to be driving late at night to be caught by that by the monster and the warehouse. Well, do you do you want to hear my fix? Oh, go. Okay, my fix for it is don't do that. Have the lifeguard girl, who's Heather, be his maybe not even girlfriend, but a girl that he's being with and he's driving to see her and then we have a relationship between the two for when they f- he finally um takes her and turns her into one of the flayed okay that's my I, fix because I, you don't need the mom so yeah you're right you're right you're right do that you're right together, much that, cleaner that would be a fix but then even then then how do you explain the sexual tension between Steve and her, which was already going on in season two, between and then she who? saw wait, wait, she wait, saw wait. like Explain. make that decision to not like go for him. So it was just kind of like I'm going to be a faithful wife, even though I was offered you don't this need opportunity. That, that's what I'm saying. That it just you don't need it at all. I don't think you need it. You at don't all. think you need any depth I or think any that character development within the parents within either. the within her because she has nothing else to do within this season. From from what's going on right now, I mean, she, they barely have any yeah. any give on the plot. I feel like it was just a little. Whatever. It That's was just what a little saying, small but thing. It's the fan servicey thing that we don't need. We don't need in this. Okay. It's frankly introducing so many new characters and you already have this this ensemble to work with. Like throwing that in there is something that I I mean, like you can have the moment where all the moms look at Billy, like that sets him up as this kind of hot shot guy and whatever, like mm-hmm. but you don't need it. And I'll I'll fucking die on this hill if you make me <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i just feel like i guess i'm a lot more passive on it because it's just like man did it did it make me feel good that she made a good decision at the end of the day even though she may be a little unhappy or whatever yeah, yeah. but did it make or break the story or anything like you know you did did you need that part no but well, do i really care not really too if we're gonna fucking do that because the reason that she stays is because the dad is a dad and he's with the you know hanging out with the daughter i mean i guess it was just i think that i again i like i said the the whole scene in of I'm itself just is this, just this isn't the fucking showtime's the affair we don't need <laughs> fucking yeah i like like i said i think it was just the idea that they wanted just to add a little spice to whatever the I fuck it is down for human drama yeah, I mean, but when it, when it is this inconsequential, like yeah, no, yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't needed. But I feel like I the, the whole shit purpose. Out of big little eyes. I think. <laughs> shut the hell. <laughs> I think like the whole purpose was just like the idea that you know maybe because marriages do go st- stale or whatever yeah. the constant you know thought process that a marriage does go stale over time, and that you know even though this this hot new whatever thing that's riling you up in that way I get isn't, the, isn't the bigger picture. I just think that they're not good at that. I don't think they're yeah. good at the... I mean, it, the delivery was mediocre the more human, at best. Yeah. So, it was just that. The, the delivery was mediocre. I feel like if you wanted to add more depth to the situation, there was different ways to do it. And I think I would have appreciated it nonetheless because, I mean, it's yeah. a good message to keep. Sometimes, you know, life gets a little boring with marriage, but it doesn't mean you cheat. Stuff like that. So, I mean, it was good. But, I mean, even then, is like... it built nothing if anything he yeah. just set up the fact that he got dragged into a warehouse but like you said that's an easy ex- fix that got me excited because i i i mean it's obvious 
people have been like speculating on this for a while that Billy was going to be the new host because he was such a bad guy in the second mm-hmm. season, and they really did, again they didn't have him do much. That this would be his big, big villain moment, and uh, and it, it it's worth it because again that guy that actor is is fucking killing it. He's he's mm-hmm. so good on this show. Yeah, I he can't, is. You know, and I also I'm gonna look up his name. Keep talking. Yeah, I, I feel bad. And another thing that, like, I remember, I think we spoke about it just a little bit in passing, um, was the idea that, like I said, the constant idea that we're hating everything that isn't human, and then we want to favor everything that is human because of the whole supernatural, natural thing. Mm -hmm. I like the idea that with Billy, um, you actually full-on dislike a, a human being like yeah he's being controlled but like even though will was being controlled we never hated him even though he was a spy in a way in the season two oh, and boy. he was yeah he was a host and everything but we never hated or disliked will we if anything we felt bad for him that he was Just being eaten that, up say that first name oh wow yes yeah, what i'm saying how do you say it? dacry dacry montgomery i i guess we could say dacry, dacry? that's a da- that's a hard one can you, can you look up how to say his name? Yeah, I will, so, the, I will. So, <laughs> so Billy's first name is D A C R E Montgomery. Yeah, from Australia. I knew he was from Australia, and I, you know, I've, I watched that little Netflix. Uh, it's basically Talking Dead, but for Stranger Things. Yeah, you know, like a yeah, yeah. Talk beyond, show about beyond it. whatever. Yeah, beyond, yeah, things, beyond Stranger Things. Yeah, and uh, they went through his audition tape and stuff like that, and. And it was really interesting. I like that they they pluck unknown actors for most of this stuff. Besides, like the '80s, like you have fucking Jake Busey. Which, speaking of that, my least favorite part of this season so far has been Jonathan and Nancy's whole working girl. Um, can't get no respect. Oh, trying to be like a working working woman in the yeah, '80s which I, and being sexually I get that like, harassed and, and shunned. Know, it's just it's not very. There's nothing new here. To tell you the truth, and it's not very compelling. I mean, a lot of it. All those characters are, you know, Jake Busey's good. The 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 one other, not the boss guy. I don't know if you know who Jake Busey is, but the uh, other dickhole who's making fun of her basically mm, for being they're always calling her Nancy Drew. Yes, yes, yeah. That guy, the he's, one who put the rat on. He's the... good at being bad. Yeah. Like that's yeah. not a you know, but he also is. As one-dimensional as anything mm-hmm. <laughs> that goes on, like when it comes it down fine, to but... women in the workplace at a time when women weren't taking seriously, I feel like a show like that has already been done so beautifully, and I feel like that was Mad Men. Oh, totally. And I feel like whenever you make a show so powerful as Mad Men, talking about that idea that a woman can do in an office, if not a little more than some of the men in that show, yeah. And it's so beautifully executed that when you try to do it in a show like Stranger Things and like you said, have characters that even the like that are making fun of you are so one dimensional. Yeah. The message is there and I it's get being they're received, trying to be topical too with yeah. this, you know what I mean? They're trying they're with trying to push boundaries that are currently in but discussion, but you shouldn't need to put it I'm in glad things. at least they do tie into the main plot this time around because last yeah. season going back to them was fucking hard. And I have fallen off of Jonathan's character super hard I, I can't think of a compelling thing he's done in the last in two season seasons. two season two or season three to tell you the truth i liked him first season but yeah he's just but season two he was just, just there. yeah he was just the guy that yeah. nancy ended up falling in love with like, and they're my least because... favorite thing. yeah their whole fucking plot was that they're gonna bang yep yeah yeah and we don't even get a sex scene what is that no we can see people's skin being burned off by electricity very yeah. slowly. Yeah, we can we... yeah, we can see skin being peeled <laughs> off and a and a rat turning into a goo and rolling yeah. out of a cage and an old woman eating fertilizer. Yeah. But God forbid we see <laughs> Nancy's <laughs> bare back and possible underwear with Jonathan being shirtless. I'm not even asking for pants off. Just show me some skin, Nancy. <laughs> What is this? What is this dog shit directing? I don't get to see bare skin on my sixty-five inch television. <laughs> Even I don't. Okay, so I've seen the Breaking Bad pilot a lot, but uh, there's a titty in the Breaking Bad pilot. Do you know that? 
There's a titty. There's a titty. I don't Who's know. Who's titty? I don't know if it aired on AMC. Uh-uh. It was Who's just titty? a random, random like meth horse. I don't. I don't you care. see a titty in the background. No. Like, it is prominent. It is. It is uh, shot so that. Your eyes are drawn to the titty. <laughs> and it was a meth head's titty. It was a meth head's titty. There's a titty. Does it look weird? No. It, just it is like a meth head's titty. I mean, like, it does. it's not, like, rotting and shit. <laughs> no. Not, what just, kind of, wait, what? Titty. Doing meth like, rots your titties? <laughs> Listen oh, here, yeah, kids. This woman's been injecting meth straight in her titty. <laughs> Don't do meth. It rots your titties. <laughs> um... If that picked up on the mic, I think it picked up on the mic. I'm gonna punch a bitch in the throat. <laughs> For all of you that may not have known what we're talking about, Stefan's sister said bye, Stefan, yeah. and walked out the door when we're recording. I don't actually punch women, just so everyone knows. I'm just angry Stephen's, at my sister. He doesn't punch women, he just punches his sister. There's a uh, difference. Listen. <laughs> 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 She'll always be a girl in his eyes. <laughs> that doesn't help. What? <laughs> that will, sets me up to be a monster. <laughs> but uh, what were you saying about the movie? Okay, yeah, Jonathan and Nancy. They're uh, yeah, they're no bear skin, no sex scene, and then the weird bald guy who helps them. Which he's who I don't helps you them water got to down. This. I'm going to spoil just he's. They had to, I don't understand why he keeps coming back, but he's back in the season. Who? I won't tell you why the conspiracy theorist played season by three? Brett Gelman, which I am a fan of. He's a very good comedic actor. In season but three? I, yes. Huh. But I get tired of his character very easily, and he's he's back again. I mean, I saw his purpose in the second one. What's his purpose in the third one? I don't think there was a purpose in the second one, to be honest, but his third I mean, one is that he speaks Russian. That's deep. what I'm fucking saying. Deep. That's what I'm saying. That's that's deep. Yeah. Honestly, I think I would have respected it more if Robin learned Russian. Yeah. Because she she fucking I mean, did a that very shit. Short amount of time, but there can't only be him because he's out of state within the shows, or he's out of state. So they travel out of state to meet him. Yep. Why? Why are they doing this? Because it's Brett Gilman. <laughs> <laughs> one, of, one of my favorite uh, Brett Gilman um, roles is the other guys, where he really wants Warfare to fuck his wife. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that movie. Yeah. It's such a good movie. It's pretty good. I, I love like it. it. What's your... Okay. Quick detour. Okay. Favorite Warfare movie on three. One. <sighs> Two. There's too many. Three. Stop. Step Brothers. God damn it. I was going to say Step Brothers, but I feel like you were going to say Step yeah, Brothers, Step so Brothers I didn't want to say Step Brothers. Classic, okay? I can't, I can't think of... Yesterday, we put liquid paper on a B, and it died. <laughs> <laughs> I think... I think, um... Prestige Worldwide. Why? It's the goddamn Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> yeah, it's the fucking Catalina oh, wine It's the fucking... It's the uh, fucking... Uh, here I am trying to censor mixer. myself. Yeah, just you can't show that skin, baby. You can't show you that can't skin. Show that skin. <laughs> I think Talladega Nights is a close second to Step Brothers. Yes, I'd say Step Brothers. Actually, for me, Anchorman. A- okay, shit. There's too many. There's too many good. Great ones. Odin's I Raven. I can't. <laughs> when he fucking spit into that flute for Christina Applegate, there's nothing that tops that <gasps> oh scene. Oh my god, it is. Endlessly quotable. I mean, <laughs> I can talk to you all day about it. <laughs> this is our Stranger Things talk. <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, and um, so the other big storyline we have Jonathan Nancy, we have Dustin, which is okay. not necessarily in the frame. He does go to see Steve. What happened to his teeth? They were there in the second season. Now there's no explanation. I thought why about not that. There. Yeah, when. Well, I could have swore that he had teeth in the second season. He did then, because he okay, got like he had like a he had like a yeah not like a permanent. That but was like, like a was, moment where he like my teeth are growing in or some shit, right? Or did he even mention? No, that? no, no. I think what it is is that he had something put there oh, okay. to make it look like he had teeth. Okay. 
but his teeth is still growing in. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't, they never went into it, but how the fuck are you going to do it in the second one where he's like, you like these pearly whites? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, how do you like Hopper and, um, I'm forgetting Mrs. Byer's first name, but Mrs. Byer and Hopper's story. Choice. Yeah, Choice. Thank you. Yeah, look at me with these names. You're fucking on point Damn, today. I'm just... Look at that Kiss shirt. You gotta wear that one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> um, I'm in the point where Mrs. Byers stood him up, and it was the day after. And she was telling him about how she went over to the sign teacher's house. But just her, her thing in the premiere. I've, oh, I, I feel like that's fine. Like Hopper being nervous about his do- you know, his now adopted do- daughter and all that is and uh, asking for advice is a good storyline, and I like all that. Over the season, overall, though, I think that uh, that Joyce's storyline is the one part where they really do retread ground they've already been on, where it's like she says some crazy shit, no one believes her. And now she has to convince people. And it's just, why are we doing this again? Why? Did, wait, did she have to convince Hopper? But I don't think that was, I think Hopper believed her, right? Hop, no, Hopper did not believe her at first. Are you serious? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Even after all the crazy the shit, you thing, don't believe her? And then they, we had the introduction of the uh, um, teacher where he, if you want to show someone's a nerd, show them listening to Weird Al. <laughs> Oh yeah, Weird Al and painting his Dungeons and Dragons yeah. figurines. Yeah. yeah, so I actually enjoyed that. Yeah, um, it's the. Uh, but I mean, cinematic. I also enjoy Weird Al. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I I think overall their stuff is a bit of a retread. Although it does get into some interesting places as the season goes on. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like the whole Hopper and L storyline because it was just like then he didn't he have a daughter but she was yeah he di- she died she died and so yeah. it was just like i like that whole idea that he's having a second chance but even then he never had like the beginning part of having a kid so he well, just was jumped kinda, into yeah, the teenage she was, years she was kind of old was she he got plenty of years oh he did i don't Honestly, know he I should, th- I he should even be sad he got plenty of years out of that child uh, yeah <laughs> You got about five or six. What more do you five fucking six, want? I mean, honestly, bro. I only get about eight years out of my dogs. For real. Until you <laughs> euthanize them for fun. <laughs> I'm not a part of this bullshit. No, that's... <laughs> so he punches girls and he euthanizes dogs for okay. fun. No. <laughs> That I've seen you do it. That's not me. <laughs> you told me. You said you only get eight good years out of these fucking wiener dogs. And then I <laughs> when I've never owned a wiener dog no, a day in my Doxins. fucking you life. You said I love dachshunds because it makes me laugh. And that when <laughs> they the when fuck? they when, when their eyes close for that final time, it puts a smile on my face like nothing else. <laughs> Never owned a wiener dog a day in my fucking existence. Only owned dachshunds. <laughs> <laughs> Literally owns a beagle, a Yorkie that wears a dress because of my mother. We own a Havanese that also wears a polka dotted yellow dress because it's summer. And then I have a half, di- I have a half You're blind diabetic case, describing dog. Describing the clothes you make your fucking dogs. <laughs> <laughs> that is my mother's use. But because for the all sake and purposes that I'm 22 and still live at home, they're my roommates. (laughs) So. Overall, I like this for me. (laughs) (laughs) That was fun. (laughs) I thought it was good and I thought it was. Yeah, my roommates really liked it. It's going to sound great on the mic. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, what did you think about it overall? Let's talk about that. Overall, like, as a whole season? Yeah. I mean, I'm about five episodes in, but so far I'm... No, 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 I mean, just the premiere. Just the premiere. Oh, just the premiere. As I, a... I will say I am liking the season more and more as it goes on. Like I said, eight episodes is usually... Last season was nine. 
but it's it is tight and it barrels fast. So even if you don't like it, if you're just interested in it, I would give it a shot because it goes by very fast. It does. It does. Yeah. And um, you can really just watch it in one sitting, if not like half a day, one Eight day. Eight hours and a half is together. a long time, but I would I've done it before. I've done it. Yeah, I've done it. I've yeah. stayed up till Binge four in the morning watch watching. Stuff. What we're saying is that I want you to sit down all day. I want everyone listening to this podcast to get a blood clot from watching only the <laughs> things that we recommend and only that. Honestly, you're not a true fan if you haven't committed some kind of sacrifice for us, I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, if you haven't euthanized your dogs by the time <laughs> this... <laughs> if you haven't punched your sister in the face yeah. in the name of Stephen Bourgeois... Then hey, don't say doing? my fucking... Oh, we gotta cut that now. <laughs> don't say my last name. I'm not saying we have a big fan base, but it's... <laughs> okay. Well, they God. see your face. I know. I'm trying to get into med school, though, bro. <laughs> and they, they search Stephen Bourgeois. Oh, man, there's a lot of fucks in here. <laughs> what is he talking about, Denny's? <laughs> Euthanizing dogs. <laughs> <laughs> the people see your face. I know. It's on the Twitter. I know. Okay, but the right, point we'll is... We'll move past it. We'll move past it. They're not my, they're my full name. Yeah, Mark okay. it down. So... <laughs> keeping that in <laughs> we are yeah why not who cares and if you don't feel like editing too much for this <laughs> you got a Moving. blooper inside of the work so itself. okay let's go ahead and rate it one to ten you know let's, I'm, let's talk about it since this is gonna be the first time we've rated everything let's talk about it on the podcast do we do a one to ten or one out of five where are we rating like out of stars or are we doing out of diarrheas Diarrhea is our food rating scale. Yes. The less amount of diarrhea you get, the better the food. Yes. So. So for our, our media <laughs> rating, though, <laughs> I would say the more you get. <laughs> this is the more controversial. What? The more diarrhea you get. No, the no. We're not rating not, out of diarrhea. I'm fucking with fuck. you. Okay. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say from 1 to 10, I'm going to give this... The premiere, anyway, a seven. I'd give the season as a whole an eight. That's actually pretty reasonable, actually. Yeah. Because, I mean, I was reading other critics, what they were saying, and they were giving it about a mid to late 80s. Yeah, and I understand their criticisms, but I, I really do think that Stranger Things is better than people give it credit for. And I, it is. And people dog on it a lot for being... An amalgamation of its influences, which it can be at times, but underneath it, there is real emotionality and and craftsmanship in these things that they're doing that I, I think, even if it's just popcorn thriller, there is a place for that, mm -hmm. and it's it's good. It's really good. It is. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it... I think, again, like I said, I think I'm just more of a... An, I'm an emotional man. Yeah. Um... So I thought the whole reunion. You love This Is Us. Yes. You only watch This Is Absolutely. Us. Absolutely. Yeah. No, the struggle. <laughs> <laughs> this Is Us is actually a good show. Don't. No, it's not. Uh, it's shit. It's actually all right. But it's not all right, but continue. It's terrible. It is <laughs> melodramatic bullshit. That's the that's... whole point. It's supposed to be dramatic. Yeah, but not being. Yes, you could be dramatic, but okay. So just you're oh, making God. me do this. You're making me do Fucking this. Fucking Christ. Okay. So just compare Big Little Lies, which is provocative. It is emotional you can't compare the and two. true. You can because they're both family dramas. If you want to get into dramas, if you're saying it's dramatic and you're saying that it's drama, you can't compare. I'm not going to no, compare the writing totally of compare This Is Us dramas. to Little Big Lies. But if, yeah, you can. You totally can. So don't 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 give me that shit. Like if you want to see drama really done right, just bringing up what I said before about Big Little Lies. It's a hundred. Like that's how you do it right. This is us. Is melodramatic. It does not ring true. It tries to ring every single drop of drama out of something that it rings false, and I hate it. And I would end it in a second. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched it in passing, but I mean, okay, I get you're heated. <laughs> I haven't even watched the I last two seasons. Start this with you. <laughs> I, I haven't even watched the last two seasons. I mean, <laughs> this will be fun. You'll, you'll push me to talk about things. <laughs> okay. 
What's your rating? Just say it so we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Apparently it doesn't fucking matter. So, like... so Renzo's, I'll go ahead and say it for him, is also a 7 out of 8. So, <laughs> a 7 out of 10. And next we're going. Eight. Exactly. I'm going to curb stomp you after the end of this episode. <laughs> I'm going to drag you outside in the rain and murder you. It's not raining. Uh, it's while I doing. FaceTime your friends and family. So, <laughs> the next thing we wanted to talk about is Top an fun. album that I think we both reasonably like. And it is Anima by Tom York. Tom Tom. Tom. Nine cent. Tom Big Tom. gulp. And Tom York, just for some background, is the lead singer of Radiohead and has tried some solo work in the past. But in, in the past, I don't think you've listened to it. It just hasn't felt as complete as any of the Radiohead albums or anything like that. And uh, it it this one is a markedly improvement over anything else he's put in the past. It was, I liked it. You liked it? You just liked it? You kind of... Well, no. You go ahead and talk about it. Talk about it. Coming from someone who, of course, like, as Stefan said, like, I'm not as informed. I know Radiohead, of course, yeah. and, and I listen to Radiohead deeply. And I got exposed to a lot more stuff by Radiohead because of Stefan yeah. and over the years of our friendship. And so coming from someone who's not, like, a diehard, I'm, like, pulled on your pants, Tom York, please. Like, it was, he, it was, so a, pre- it was a pretty great album. He's been doing some very interesting uh, film work. He He... Did the score for Suspiria, which I don't know if you've seen that movie, but never it's, seen it. It's good. It's really good, and the what's, score. What's is it about for other people who haven't seen it? Suspiria is about a dance studio that is run by a witch, and it is as experimental as this album at times. <laughs> and it is <laughs> what kind of dance? It's a horror film, so what? it's like about it's like a ballet thing, like a ballet. It's, yeah, and it's it's very good. It's uh it's a remake of an old movie, and. Uh, it is got is some a, is genuinely Black Swan? disturbing imagery, and it is it's really good. It's not like Black Swan. Black isn't, Swan, isn't I'm really I'm hard pressed to even call a horror movie in the same way that Suspiria is. Although I do love Black Swan. The people think they got stabbed, but didn't. But then actually did. Wow, that is the the best <laughs> reading of Black Swan I have ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a five word review of this album, just like that. <laughs> I was shook as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) So, (laughs) that's all you guys need to know. Just listen to the album. (laughs) Okay. Bye! (laughs) (laughs) So, for real, this, this album... For people not familiar with it, um, it kind of traffics in that same Kid A Radiohead album, um, kind of experimental electronic dance kind of feel, mm-hmm. and it feels very composed at times with like Dawn Chorus and stuff like that, and it's it's classic Tom York uh, lyrics. I th- I think they're very poetry like, but they all also very ob- oblique. Yeah, and you know they're not as straightforward as. As other artists would be, is your is your phone more pressing right now? I was actually pulling up the album. You oh, sack yeah, of shit, yeah, yeah. so Go I ahead. can yeah, look up just... song names to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> and I I I love this album. I think he pushes it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't know. I'm still, still glaring at him while I'm trying to figure this out. <laughs> but. Go ahead. So let's let's run through it. You said that at the beginning you really didn't like this. Yeah. So the first song on the album was Traffic. About like thirty seconds in, like it was, I was just listening to it, and then I was just like thinking in my head, I'm like, oh, this is one of the experimental shits Stefan likes me to listen to, and I was just already coming in with that mindset. But then I was like, you know, he said it was good, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep keep it going. Again, I didn't. This just shows how much I know about Radiohead. Just, just for the listeners, I don't only listen to experimental <laughs> shits, but I think it. What I like out of music is that sometimes it does challenge you, and I think this album is a good combination of challenging, but also very rhythmic. And so, like, 
so like exactly like what we were saying before is um i like radiohead but um yeah. i don't know what it is like i can watch shows and movies and know characters names but actors names and artists names it just starts falling through i don't know it's no weird. it's okay i mean they're not they're radiohead unless yeah, you like exactly. really latch on to stuff and so like I, I didn't know thumb york was the name of the singer of for radiohead yeah. so coming in it with that mindset i didn't i feel like if i was told that i think the first song would have just made a lot more sense but and I just we keep mentioning Radiohead just because of its storied past. But I like to say that this stands apart from all that. You don't oh, have yeah. to be a fan of Radiohead to like. You don't have like. Yeah, that's what makes not. this album better absolutely than not. his past solo work. So the first song on there is Traffic, and I listened to it. And like I said, thirty seconds in, I was like, "Oh, this is you know gonna be weird and experimental and whatnot." And I kind of came out with that mindset. But then I was just yeah. like, "I'm gonna stick to it" because I was I was I was driving out for Fourth of July, so. A, a good hour drive and it's about a 35 minute album so you can definitely fit and everything I'm in i'm glad you listened to it all in one because this is one that if you had just listened to like it track by track like yeah. it wouldn't have stuck this is something i think you do have to listen to yeah. as a whole it is a it is a piece it's, those like, songs intertwine yes yeah and so um i was listening to it and then about like one minute into the first song i was like okay this is actually this is actually good so i was just i was still kind of like, like the on the song. I, I was kind of like it was good and then I was like, I don't know how to feel, but it was good. And I'm just like trying to listen to it. And I think I was trying to listen too deep into it. I should have just laid back and relaxed a little bit more into it. And then last I heard was when it started pulling me in, which is the second song on the album. And just the way, just the melody was very soothing. Um, but like along the drive when I was listening to this song, the melody in the song itself was just soothing me into thinking about things. And I feel like... If a song that you can still attentively be listening to, like it's not background noise while you're thinking, it's because of the song is what you're thinking about stuff. I feel like that in and of itself is a well, pretty cool achievement. It's interesting that it soothes you because this, this album to me is very anxious. And I think Tom York has even said that he created this album after an extended period of anxiety he had. And uh, Oh, what, what I mean like by soothing it's not like i'm like oh uh, i feel oh, at home yeah. i feel like i get that same feeling like is <laughs> the idea like because my thought processes that i was thinking about because you know whenever you just drive and you think while listening to yeah, stuff totally they weren't like oh what am i gonna do today or how about the they were like memories yeah but those these memories i was having weren't memories of like great beautiful times at the beach for example yeah so the idea that the music that i had no idea well thank you for giving me that that probably explains what the hell i had these memories <laughs> <laughs> they weren't they weren't I remembered my coach and no one else was in the locker room. <laughs> yeah <laughs> for some reason the shower was cold um but um yeah, so it's just like that. My memories weren't like soothing, peasing, like, oh, we're all around the campfire, kumbaya kind of memories. They were yeah. kind of memories that aren't memories that I don't think about. And kind of like, oh, wait, that did happen kind of thing. Like, I didn't, it, it was so long ago that I forgot that it even happened kind of thing. Like, something you put to the back of your mind. Yeah. Um, it was Twist that really started making me think, which is the third song on the album. I think I was already being slowly reeled in by the first and the second that kind of set me in that mindset. And then when Twist came out, it was like a little head turner where I was just like, this is actually amazing. This is, you know, and, and it was just making me feel a specific kind of way. Now, the fourth song let's, on the album. Let's talk about Twist, though, before we move yeah, on. Because I, I love that song, too. And this whole album has a lot of references to lost love and again like this mm -hmm. this anxious feeling of regret and longing was it one of the lyrics in and of itself very yeah yeah totally about losing and, um, love. uh this is going into dawn course too which mm -hmm. you're about to absolutely dawn course is my favorite yeah because that is that is totally about lost love longing memories i was having nothing yeah more. and um no. you know i mentioned the lyrics and they are very good, but again, they're 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 oblique. They're meant to be very vague and make you mm -hmm. question what's going on. You know what I mean? But they do give you that emotion, like you talked about, like these uh, these past feelings. These he's very good in this album of generalizing these experiences, so that no matter who you are, you can have the same feeling that he's having. You know what I mean? You understand and. Uh, 
I feel that that carries throughout the, the whole album. And, and Twisted is one of those where the music behind it meets with that concept. And it's it's a very good song. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Going into Dawn Course. Yeah, I definitely I definitely like Twisted. Or Twist, not Twisted. Yeah, twist, Twisted. You're Twisted. Twister. <laughs> <laughs> Twitched. Um, <laughs> so it was just, um, Twist was definitely really good. It, it got me, it got me in, in I, I guess you could say the feels, but it's more like yeah. in the sense Dawn of, Core of thinking about. Dawn Course more so for me got me in the Yeah, Dawn Feels is what did Dawn it. Course. Dawn Feels is, is Dawn just. Course. Dawn Course. You're saying Dawn Feels. Dawn, <laughs> Dawn Feels, I'm feeling. <laughs> Dawn upon me that I am feeling. <laughs> no, but Dawn Chorus was just, that was it. That was That was the ultimate where I'm like. This album is fucking amazing. Yeah, because it is very orchestrated. It, it it does call back to that like those the scores he's been making recently because it's like this yeah. rise and this ebb to the it's this building of tension that I love in music and I love in experimental music like this where it uh it just grows and grows until this this great release and it's it's beautiful. It is like there is a kind of electronic chorus in the background and it it's my favorite song of the whole album for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And Dawn Chorus was definitely I didn't even have to listen to the rest of the album to already be like, yeah, this is this is pretty good shit. And I think their the next album that I really like is The Axe. And I think it has to deal with a not a foreign radiohead concept, but about uh the fear of technology and whatnot. And mm-hmm. you know, what is that album? Um God, I can't this is where I own this fucking album. Hello, computer. Is it that exists? Is that the name of the album? Hello, computer. I don't think it's Hello, computer. I think I'm blowing it hard right now in front of everyone. <laughs> Blow it harder, daddy. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, computer. Okay, computer. I can't believe I just said hello, but that a whole album is about that, right? And uh, I think this album's music is it brings across that anxiety. That's this whole album. Real, you really feel the um, once again this anxious longing mm. and this this fear, especially in this album of yeah, like I'm saying. Are you, are you okay? I'm listening to you. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can I not look at you when you're speaking? <laughs> it's no kiss, but this. Album... Okay, fucking oh, roast. No, I'm joking. <laughs> But yeah, I, I love this album. I think it's great. And I think that I, ta- I wanted to talk about it because even if this sort of music isn't in vogue and that it is challenging, it's going to be challenging for people. I think it's Tom York is culturally relevant enough that, and this album is good enough, is markedly better than any of the solo work he's put out before, that it, everyone should give it a listen. If you if you like to be adventurous in your music taste and you, you know, you appreciate Stuff that takes its time. And this this album is not long at all. He said it's like 40 minutes. 30, it's, 30 it's tight. Minutes. It's concise. 30, 35. And it's, um, yeah, it's it's one of my favorite albums of the year. Yeah. I can agree with that. One out of ten, what would you give it? I'd give it a nine. I think I'd also go a nine. Or, mm, we don't do halves, right? Else I go eight and a half, but I'm going to go nine. Mm. Yeah. I round up, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I round down zero. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's uh, that's it for today. Yeah. Well, glad we finally got another episode out. We uh, like you said, we're sorry about the Toy Story thing, but we had some some stuff come up. I'm I'm currently trying to move, and then just started a bunch of classes. So, and I only have one class, and. I play video games. He plays a lot of video games. Yeah. Do you want to talk about World of Warcraft at the end? You want to talk about that classic? <laughs> Ooh, I think we should hint at it for it a discussion does. on another yeah. episode. Okay. That sounds good to me. Well, we do want to bring about more forms of media, and this is... Mm-hmm. I think this was a fantastic first episode, and we are going to kill it. Yeah. I'm going to keep absolutely. that positivity all the way through. Absolutely. But next episode, we... I'm totally down to go more in depth on what. Yeah, that actually, whole wild next classic. episode, just to give a hint, I if you've read our Patreon page, I'm a big fan of Drive, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and Lorenzo here is not seen Drive, so I think we're going to talk about that. I think we're yeah. going to go in depth we'll on Drive because it. it's one of my favorite movies. And I'm a fr- I'm a fan of list and about favorite movies and favorite things in general. So I want to talk about some of our favorite things too. My favorite thing is that your shirt's inside out. My favorite thing is that after this, I'm ending this and we will never speak to each other again. (laughs) Hinting for a final season? Question mark? Fuck you. (laughs) Goodbye, everyone. (laughs) Thanks for listening.